Hola y bienvenidos to Cipota Colochasas podcast. I am your host, Katia Quesada. Join me in the space where we talk about everything and anything that affects nuestra comunidad latina y de habla hispana. Aquí rompemos con los tabús and we connect with others who are not only making a positive change within themselves, but they're also inspiring others in nuestra comunidad. Thank you for joining me in this space and let's dive into today's episode. Today, I am joined in by a very special guest, and I'm very excited about this episode because it is covering a topic that I adore, which is traveling. I am joined today by Bianca Alba. Bianca, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. So, Bianca, for all of the audience who's listening in, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? And explain a little bit more of what you do in your podcast. Sure thing. Yeah, of course. Uh, so my name is Bianca Alba, and I'm the voice and creator behind my podcast called This Latina Travels. And it's a podcast through the uh, eyes of a first-gen, a proud first-gen immigrant from the heart of South America, which is Cochabamba, Bolivia. I was raised in the States all my life. I was brought to this country when I was a baby, six months to be exact. And my podcast is basically a way to encourage more women who look like us to travel the world and to let them know that you don't need a million dollars to travel the world, that you don't need to be in a relationship to travel the world, that, you know, that there are other different things to do besides just, you know, your norm or your being in your comfort zone. So I have traveled to six out of the seven continents and I just want to keep exploring this beautiful world we have. There's just already so much negativity in this life. And I feel like travel to me has not only allowed me to embrace like more about my own culture and my own being, um, but allowed me to also connect with different like-minded women around the whole world. That's fantastic. And when I listened and read your blog, I was like, oh man, she is living the dream that I want to do, you know, because I, um, as well, I'm a first gen. And although I have traveled a lot to my parents' country of origin in Central America, which is El Salvador, I feel that I've spent too much time working and holding myself back from traveling. So when I see your, um, when I heard your podcast and I re- and I see your blog, your website, I'm like, no. Si se puede. Also, Katia, what have you been doing with yourself? Like, los años pasan and you have not been able to check those uh, countries that I have in my list of wanting to go um, explore. How did that that, um, love for travel kind of, that spark kind of begin for you? Yeah, sure. And because you know about yourself, like, trust me, I feel like so many women are in that same boat where they're just like, oh my gosh, why haven't I started or where can I start? Because believe it or not, like for me, like my avid traveling didn't really, really start till I graduated college. And that was about, yeah, 10 years ago. Um, But still, like, you know, it was not until I was more of an adult because growing up, you know, we traveled for necessity. You know, like we didn't travel for luxury. We didn't have the money. Like I grew up in a single family home. So it was survival. 
Like I traveled in my mind, <laughs> like, you know, that's where my adventures were and stuff. And so to answer your question, like, I think my passion and my love always existed. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, not for nothing. I came to this country by traveling, right? <laughs> um, I was just joke around that. But like, I feel like my, my real, real love of passion to travel was when I moved outside of my comfort zone. So I left, I grew up in the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, or also known as the DMV. And I got my master's in public health and I wanted to get out of the area. I had lived there all my life. I was ready to get out. And so I ended up getting my job to station me in New Mexico. So complete different time zone, complete different, you know, area and didn't know anybody, packed a Penske truck and drove across the country. And there is where I realized like, what the real meaning of being by yourself was. I mean, one, I had just gotten out of a serious relationship too. So full disclosure, I wasn't also in the best mindset, um, but travel allowed me to, um, you know, to get out of that comfort zone. So I was able to go on road trips around the, around states that I didn't even know were cool, quote, quote, like, I mean, not for nothing, like people, especially in the United States, we underestimate the beauty that is in that country. Yeah. Like, I mean, Arizona, for example, Page, Arizona, Lower Antelope Canyon, Google it after you listen to this episode. It is one of the most magical places that I've ever been to and I've traveled around the world. Um, so it's just so much like, so being there by myself, learning about myself, like I really embraced like, wow, like I can travel, I can do these things by myself, but like, what can I do to like record it? Right. Or we're going to do, and this was back in 2015, 14. So podcast existed, but it wasn't a big thing. Um, social media existed, but it also wasn't, you know, a big thing like it is yeah. now. So I used to just document everything. I used to take just pictures. I used to write stuff. And then when I officially moved out here to Puerto Rico, Um, And just saw like, you know, everything that went through the pandemic, myself being a public health worker and just being in that mist, I needed a break. I needed something to get out of, you know, my day to day thing. And I said, I'm going to start a podcast. (laughs) And so I did. I started documenting my stories and where I've traveled to. And, you know, it's just been a journey since then. Fantastic. I think so many podcasts did start during the pandemic when we found ourselves kind of um, not only alone with our thoughts to kind to finally get started on those projects that perhaps were in the back of her mind, but also creating, mm-hmm. I think people around the world kind of craved um, community, that sense of community. And in retrospect, mm-hmm. it gave us a lot of time to kind of see where perhaps things weren't quite balance um I know that I know that was definitely it for me like that therapy started shortly after um the pandemic and here we are and it's the best decision that I've made for myself now um but I think one of the things that hold a lot of people back with traveling as you mentioned is fear how were you able to like get over that fear and take off on that journey internationally. Yes. So I think first things first is acknowledging that fear is okay. Like, you know, I'm sure many, just like myself, like we don't have like those 
I guess, I don't want to say role models because that's not the right word, but we don't have like all these people in our life that just traveled for fun or that just traveled, you know, for, you know, just luxury. Like our parents, like I said, traveled for, yeah, they traveled for necessity. They traveled because they, for survival, they had to come to this country or whatever they needed to do. Um, So that acknowledgement of like having that fear is completely okay. Um, But it's not okay for it holding you back. And so I think that's what's so important to acknowledge and to realize that um, we live in a time where everything is so accessible to us, right? So we have our phones that literally can connect us with all these communities. There are literally groups that will form like travel. Like, you know, you don't, all you have to do is save up that money and legit sign yourself up. And there's payment plans and all these stuff for these, all these other groups, right? Or you can do your own research too. Like I've always been that, that go-getter too. So like, I've always wanted to plan like where I'm going to go, like what I'm going to do, like T by T. But now like things have changed. I'm not that like, like I have to be strict by the book, but there's so many like things that you can do like by research. And so I, you know, I strongly recommend like, especially women, like if you know, you, you know, you know, your own self, like, you know, what your comfort zone is, you know, like what you're capable of. So if you want to start small, that is completely okay. So I tell people like, I mean, I pretty much moved across the country. Moving is not something that, you know, it's capable that you're capable of, or that may not like, you know, be in in line with your cards well then just take a weekend off and go to the next state and book yourself you know an airbnb in a complete different state in a complete different area and just disconnect do that first because i think the other thing is like when it comes to traveling by yourself like i think it's that fear of just being alone in general like i think especially us as women you know we already have this like kind of um you know, society where like, you know, especially as Latina women, like, oh, we need to be married by a certain age. We need to have kids by a certain age. We need to have our career and ish together by a certain age. But like I say, F that to everything because there's everybody's journey is different and everybody's journey is personal. Like I'm probably 33, about to be 34. I don't have kids and I'm not married, but I've traveled to six out of the seven continents and I'm debt free. And so and so that's so I'm like I'm just I'm living my personal life and and what makes me happy and fills my purpose and fills my cup and so I think that's the first thing that I think anybody who is having that fear and that doubt is at to ask themselves like what is your purpose like what what do you want to fill in your cup like what is the purpose of that trip and to start small like if you want to start you know buy a solo trip book yourself an Airbnb in, in a nearby state and drive there because you know you can drive home if worse comes to worse and do that. If you want to be a little bit more adventurous, then join one of these like, you know, groups. There's all these women viajera groups, Latina women viajera groups. There's um, conferences that are now like um, for world travelers, for Latino world travelers. There's just so much. So it's just what you're willing to put yourself out there, what your budget is and what you're comfortable with. There's something that you, that you said that I think it's very um, important. And I wanted to extend a little bit on that is the fear and also the fear of traveling as a women of color. I think sometimes like for example, mm. in the time where we are right now and you're, and you're looking at the media and you're hearing reports of like, for example, the violence, the violence that's escalating, in in Mexico, right? And then all of a sudden you hear of like, for example, the protests that are happening, um, for example, in France. And so for someone who may be like considering these countries that could potentially be marked 
as unsafed by the embassy um do you like is that a website that you pay attention to when choosing your destination or you just completely do the research on your own and will kind of like take off yeah i think that's a, a very valid question it's kind of like an iffy question too, because I feel like so much is like all the negative is always portrayed in the media of our countries. I mean, you know, you be being from El Salvador, me being from Bolivia, two countries also that are, that have, you know, not too much positive light. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that. And so it's like, how much can we really believe um, that's on social media, that's on these websites? Um, do I believe in research? A hundred percent, especially as a solo female traveler, like you do need to do your research. I go by reviews. I go by word by mouth, like people who have stayed at certain places, have done certain excursions, have done certain, like who have hired certain tour guides. Like, you know, word by mouth is like my best friend. <laughs> like, and that's what's awesome to have these communities that there are women who have podcasts, who have information out there, who have reliable information that you can connect with and that you can use as a resource. So that'd be my my first thing is to definitely, yes, utilize the embassy websites. If there's a high risk, if there's events going on in these certain countries, then maybe, you know, you should, you know, do a little bit more research and really realize, is this something that you want to do and put yourself in that, in that circumstance? But like, for example, my country home, Bolivia, like, you know, there's a lot of poverty. There's always a lot of, you know, different protests going on and stuff, but that's not going to stop me from going to visit my family or from going to do something that I want to yeah. do because of my level of, com you know, I'm comfortable with like a half family there. I know, what I'm, you know, where I'm going, I, you know, I have X, Y, and Z, like, you know, I have a list. And so I think, again, it's just a mix of doing your research, reaching out to, to that community or finding that reliable resource, because not everything that you see online can, can be reliable. Yes. What has been the most memorable experience that you've had in one of your trips? Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, that's such a hard question. Uh, I'm trying to just think of my, all right, I'm going to have to do my most recent because my memories also, yeah. this is why I blog and this is why I do my podcast because I feel like when I'm going to be like 80 años, I'm going to forget everything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, so I just came back from Egypt and Egypt was absolutely magical. And I will have to say one of the most memorable moments just being in Egypt was stepping foot into the first pyramid ever. Like the structure of the pyramid was just beyond beautiful. And just knowing that it still exists and knowing that it, you know, it was constructed this way without, you know, machines, without any, any of that yeah. stuff. It was literally man-made and just learning the history and learning that it's still like built and it's still, you know, there. Like, and just the concept that these pyramids were built, you know, for, you know, there were tombs uh, for these, um, for these pharaohs, for these important people, like these the people who constructed this, or, you know, the people who had the back knowledge of this, they never ever in their wildest dreams thought that there would be millions of people walking through these, right. uh, these pyramids. So it's just a really like eye-opening experience just to be there. And especially being a Latina that, you know, just dreams about this all her whole life and just sitting down and really just seeing that. So I, I would say like, being in that moment, uh, putting it all together and just being in Egypt. <laughs> That's so cool. Have you made any like lasting connections that have 
turned into wonderful like um, friendships that you've experienced in your travels around the world? Yeah, so, so I that's another thing I love about traveling is you get to meet so many amazing people from all over the world. Um, so my story that I'll share is when I was in Ecuador, and this was when I was in grad school. So I did a like a grad school trip and um, kind of like both educational and like volunteer work. Um, I got to meet two backpackers. Um, they were from Australia and Ireland. Um, so Jag and, and Donald, and I stayed in communication with them. I mean, basically, Ecuador, I had like a scare moment. Uh, I had I got really bad salmonella poisoning, oh, no. and it was really, really bad. To, yeah, to the point where like I they had to like literally drag me out of bed because, you know, I, I'm hard headed, like most health professionals. And I was like, I'm going to be fine. I'll be fine. I was not fine. And they were like, no, we're going to take you to whatever clinic. And it was a, a rural town. So they took me to this clinic and I had to get fluids injected. And they just became you know, just really good people in my life. And I actually ended up going to Australia to visit Jag. And she took two weeks off and we camped the um, the northern side of Australia. We, you know, did the Cindy Bridge and Cindy. Like, so we became really good friends and they came to Puerto Rico. Like, so it was like those lifelong friends that really do happen. Like you meet them when you travel the world. And so I just that's a fond memory of mine because I was like one, they really did help me out when I was at my lows, but I also was able, how cool is it to say that I traveled across to Australia to meet my friend that I met in Ecuador. What has, how has traveling kind of helped your perspective in humanity, like with in humanity as, as a whole, I think sometimes, and what I mean by that is that sometimes, for example, I think that, living within the United States, we kind of tend to be in this bubble and not a lot of people that, mm-hmm. and I'm not even talking about people of color, just people in general within the United States don't fully travel. And if they do travel, they travel with expectations, you know, with the Americanized mm-hmm. uh, way of seeing life. How has traveling to all these different yeah. continents has helped you kind of get that perspective of humanity as a whole? Yeah, that's a great question. It makes you realize so much. One, it, it humbles you. It humbles you completely um, in a sense that, you know, again, I mean, I grew up relatively poor, but we always had food on the table and a roof over our head. But when I travel and, you know, you see poverty, poverty, yeah. um, it humbles you. It humbles you completely and it just, you know, makes you realize like how something so small as like a candy bar or a good pair of shoes, like, you know, can lighten up this kid's world. And so it, it, that hands down has been an eye opening experience for me. I mean, also just the richness in cultures, like every culture that I have, you know, embraced myself, that I have learned to make a meal, that I've shared a meal with, that I've just learned and embraced it's just beautiful like something so beautiful like i recently you know went to egypt and i made kashari which is like their meal there with the family and we sat down in the way that they sit down and they embraced me and again like without knowing my background without really knowing too much about me um but just that beautifulness of just like 
learning about another culture and just embracing that. Um, and just the knowledge, like, you know, I just like, it's just every country that you visit and that you see like something unique, um, whether it's the weather, whether it's the structure of buildings, whether it's, you know, temples, whether it's the the markets, it's just all of that encompasses, like, it just makes you realize that the, that you are so small in this world, (laughs) you know, that there's so much beauty to explore, um, that you have to get out of your comfort zone that, you know, life is just so short that you just never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And so for me, like, I think that's what traveling has encompassed, to definitely like, you know, get out of this, you know, get out of my comfort zone and just explore all these different places. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm feeling so inspired by like listening to this. I also want to say that it, it sounds like, um, and of course my experience with traveling is very limited, right? I've only been to a couple of countries in, in Latin America, but you also kind of um, realize how, there's a different way of doing things, right? Um, A different way of Mm -hmm. the lifestyle is different. In different countries, there's um, more of an emphasis on the quality of life. And what I mean that is making sure that the self is okay and that the meaning of happiness doesn't really entail to um, so much materialism richness yeah or money you know the way the focus of of what a good life is kind of tends to be very um simplified in a way that kind of makes you think oh we uh, we do tend to overcomplicate things within the states like it's made me a little bit more critical in the way that perhaps Mm -hmm. our lives are structured here and the work slash personal life balance like something so simple as oh um for example when i went to el salvador the days just feel like they're so much slower and not to say that there isn't Mm -hmm. poverty or these uh uh, preocupaciones like my mom likes to say and as we have them here but the outlook of people of life mm-hmm. is like well tengo comida y tengo techos and my family is the mm-hmm. that's good you know and versus here i think sometimes we get caught up in like the everyday tasks that we have to do and are we busy enough are we hitting our goals are we hitting our productivity mm-hmm. the quality of life tends to be different mm-hmm. be a little bit more critical has that been the same experience for you a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even just the difference with living here in Puerto Rico versus the states, mm-hmm. because you know I believe a hundred percent Puerto Rico is its own country. Yeah. <laughs> um, anybody can fight me, yeah. <laughs> but oh, I, I was like, just, no, I a hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the island, the island time here is real. Like you know, when I when they tell you, like when I tell people when they visit Puerto Rico, I mean San Juan is a little bit different because it's the metro area. But don't go eating somewhere expecting to be out, like, out the door the next, you know, in, a, in an hour. Like, it could take forever. Yeah. Like, it's just everybody here is, uh, you know, tranquilo, well, for the most part. Um, and it's just, 
the little things like the culture, like the saludos, right? Even in our Latin American countries, yeah. like the buen dia, buenas tardes, the buen provecho while you're eating, like the holding the door, like it. For me, all that, uh, all that to me is like a, a package and a present, and the reason why, I, like, my heart is like so set living here and be and still living here, because all that just really makes a difference and I embrace that a lot when I go to different um, countries especially in Latin America like I see it I mean when I go to Bolivia everybody comes home for lunch yeah? like the kids from school they come home for lunch yeah? like the families the parents the, the, the whoever's working they come home for lunch and that's like one tradition because of money right because you know you can't really eat out like you can in the states but two it's just like that that, that close, you know, family niche, you know, like you, you need to eat together at the yes. table kind of thing still is, is a thing. And yes, while you, we, and it's crazy how like, you know, our, our families leave our countries, you know, to come to this country where the need is to get money and stuff, but that's literally all that they do. And it's just a sad reality because I, the more older I get, the more I realize I'm like, is it really the American dream? Because to work, 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 yeah. that's not a life. Yeah. Uh, that's not anything. And I'm like, so it's just such a sad like concept and reality that, you know, our parents, our grandparents, our families have had to like, you know, endure or like, what's that mindset? Because it, does it suck like living also the minimum? Maybe, but I mean, sometimes I see like my cousins in Bolivia and they're living their best life yes. and they're doing fine. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I see it too with my so. own niece when I'm like, oh, she is way younger than me and she is already out exploring all of Central America, you know, and she's doing the dream that I wish mm -hmm. I would have done. But I think we became, when you mentioned the American dream, we, we became, I think, in the states stuck in and us first gen stuck in this concept of like we have to work hard right working hard success and you've been able to mm -hmm. break that mentality head on and going well no not necessarily it's more about the quality of life Yes, we're working, obviously, to be able to have, you know, a roof over our heads and our basic necessities, but you have hit the pause button and started taking care of the self and doing something that you enjoy. In this case, is traveling around the world. For other people, it could be something completely different, but you're setting an example, um, and it's an inspiration to be like, no, I'm, we're twisting the concept, and the American dream is what, you know, mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z, or the quality, let me rephrase that. The quality of life is when you take a moment to do the things that you enjoy, whatever they may be, and it's not necessarily spending your entire life just working hard and then being burnt out, which I think so many of us yes. get very early on, the feeling of burnout. Yeah, 100% agree. And like full disclaimer and or disclosure, like it was... I was not like this until probably like five years ago. <laughs> so that's the other thing, right? It's like that mindset of growing up, being the oldest, being the first gen, that I have to work hard. Then my, you know, my parents did so much that my only responsibility is to go to college, is to get a successful job, is to pay back, is to be my, my parents' retirement plan. Yeah. Like, you know, all this concept as being a first gen and stuff. 
that is embedded in our in our you know in, in our life and it's not because you know of anything negative but that's just how we think that's just how we are but now it's like breaking those cycles right like one learning how to build generational wealth not just being wealth <laughs> you know we can't just like be giving out money like it's like how do we teach my younger sisters my 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 younger friends like how to build generational wealth like how to you know get out of this like cycle of also trauma like you know me and you both therapy is so important we can't just be you know talking to each other about our problems we do need help but like we've all have gone through a lot of family, you know, trauma, especially as kids, like, you know, a lot of the things that I'm learning to unpack now, I'm like, whoa, like if I had learned how to unpack that even 10 years ago, I would be completely different. Um, But, you know, you can't just dwell in the past. What are you doing now? So it's like a lot of things that all that stuff that encompasses, but trust me, like, I feel like we, we all, you know, we all have like started somewhere. Like I, I know I definitely wasn't this free, this, like this mentality of like work too. Like I would never take a day off. I would feel so guilty taking a day off five years ago. And now I'm like, peace out two weeks, turn off that, you know, work phone, that work computer. And it's going to be okay. Cause work is going to be there tomorrow. If hell, if something happened to me the next day, if I didn't live, like, they would replace me in a heartbeat. And that's like the mindset that we really do need to have, unfortunately, because, you know, we're replaceable. We're just a number in this company. Yes. And, um, you know, I'm not going to just be working to kill myself over a company that's, that can replace me moment. easily. No, um, so that's another. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, yeah. I mean, everything that you just said, I'm like, yeah, it hits right here. Cause I, I was the same way. And at the end of the day, I suffered burned out. I suffered, you know, an anxiety, a panic attack. And here I am un- mm-hmm. in therapy, unraveling all of these things that I had not known that I had learned, you know, by the narrative that we had to working hard equals being successful. Um, mm-hmm. What would the, for someone who's trying to perhaps going, is listening to this episode and going, I want to do what she does. I want to get out there and I want to, book my first international flight what would be some of the um tips that you would give that person if, if they don't have any concept of, of where to start sure i think the first thing is one i you know set your goal identify like where do you want to travel to like do you want to go to bali do you want to go to thailand do you want to go to japan do you want to go to ecuador Guatemala, whatever your country, whatever, the reason why I say that is because once you establish like where you want to go or what your idea is, then you can come up with a budget, which is very, very important. Like I always tell people like, yes, you do have to budget. Yes, you have to financially plan. Like I am not a millionaire. I do not have money growing on trees. I wish I did sometimes, but I didn't. I don't. And my travel like also needs and wants have changed. Like I mentioned, I'm 33 now. I have a career. More than likely, I'm not going to be staying in a hostel sharing a room with 10 other women like I did 10 years ago. And there's nothing wrong with that. I did that. I've done that. I would probably still do that if I was going with a a big group of girls that, you know, I totally love. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But now I know, like, my, you know, my Egypt trip, I stayed in Hilton's and on points. So that's a whole other world, yeah. right? With credit, with travel credit cards and points and stuff yeah. too. So 
it's knowing your budget. So that's why I'm like, first identify the place. And you can identify a place by doing your research, looking up hashtags, following bloggers, podcasters, going to travel conferences. So identify whatever that place of your dream is, because there's no such thing as like not visiting a place. I really strongly believe it. Like, I feel like you just need to do your research and you need a budget. So then once you, the budgeting is actually probably could be the hard part for some people because people are like, well, I don't have money or I don't have a good job. For me, it's like, okay, well, what are you willing to, you know, to, to give up if you, if you do, or if you are living, let's say paycheck to paycheck, yeah. right. Or what is something that you can, you know, you know, put aside for a while, like, you know, or what can you pick up extra? When I was in college, I was a waitress. I, you know, tutored Spanish. I babysat. Like there are things that you can do. You And then if you're older, you can do side hustles. Like right now I'm building my brand and I'm selling merchandise now and I'm building, you know, my, my platform and I'm getting all that, this additional income. So hopefully I can, you know, make it to my dream trip, which is one of them is Antarctica because I know it's not cheap, yeah. but, but there's ways of going about that. So you got to budget yourself. So I also have a, a sinking fund, a travel sinking fund. Um, so every time I get paid, I pay myself. So I make myself a priority. So I always tell people, you have to make yourself a priority. If traveling is a priority in your life, make it a priority, just like you make rent or your mortgage a priority, just as you make food a priority. Make that travel fund a priority as well. Like, why not? Like, because that that $100 per paycheck, I'm sure if you don't put it in there, it will go towards something else that you may not even think of, like that you may, you know, so I always tell myself like budget and get that. And then three, I'm like, talk about it. Talk about it with people. You won't be by yourself. If I'm, yes, do people, you know, fall out at the end of the day? Of course, there's always going to be somebody planning a trip, but you never know who might want to go. You also may not know, like who knows knowledge about this place and stuff. So just definitely talk about it. Um, Join communities that have been, you know, to these countries. Um, But I would say those are like the three big things. Like definitely do do your research, figure out a a pinpoint place financially, you know, create a budget and just, you know, speak it to existence, talk about it. Manifest it, turn it into, but also being active about it to turn it into a reality. Mm-hmm. right yeah. yes so you can't just like say oh I'm, I'm manifesting i'm manifesting this trip and you're not doing anything yeah. towards it right yeah you're right exactly. so like you have to book you know start a little if you want to book that flight first uh, and then okay well now you book that flight so now you have to like book that airbnb or hotel yeah. and then you have to book that excursion and then you know, but all the little by little <laughs> well that is such a good tip <laughs> Once you book the flight, you have to book everything else. So you, it's almost like you're like, okay, well, no, this is coming up, and I better I don't have all this, you know, like a checklist. That is an excellent idea. That is an excellent idea. Tips or or for anyone that's listening to the episode and is thinking of or is still like on the fence on whether or not they should um, book that flight or follow that dream that they may have. Yes. Okay. So I think my biggest tip that I would tell anybody is to think of it like this. I think time is the most expensive thing out there because you can't buy more time. You can't go back in time. You can't do anything, but, and I don't want to call it just waste your time, but it's literally the most expensive thing. And so for me, 
it's just seeing, it's just changing again, your mindset. I feel like my mindset changed so much in these past five years, but it wasn't day. It wasn't from one night to the other. It was what I was doing. So, you know, I started therapy. I started my self-love journey. You know, I started putting myself, uh, like I focused on myself and I took myself on dates, um, you know, and I think that's really important. Like once you start doing that and starting, you know, living again in your full purpose and surrounding yourself. So I strongly believe in surrounding yourself also with like-minded women, with your tribe listening like I love listening to podcasts to books um, you know following other amazing badass travel women and just seeing them and I'm just like if they can do it I can do it too so I think that's like the big advice that I would give it's just to not feel alone and to get out of that comfort zone and it's okay like if you're just starting now there's no time frame like there isn't there's like, like I said everybody's journey is personal but just remember that the most expensive thing when I think when it comes to travel is your time. That is, ooh, I think that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Yeah, that's a good one. That's really, really a good one. Um, I want to thank you, Bianca, for joining me today, for sharing your experience and being an inspiration and breaking down those barriers and also sending that message of like, do what makes you happy, whatever that may be. The journey to self-love, I think, is, is like the first step to kind of help you identify that and then take the risk and go out and get it. Like, I think that's you've laid that out perfectly. And you're that example by your podcast, by like your website, your episodes. Thank you for being an inspiration to those who who may be thinking about it, who perhaps don't see themselves represented in something so simple as traveling they now can there's someone that looks like us living their dream so thank you for that Aww, thank you so much for your kind words that means so much to me thank you um so esto ha sido todo por hoy make sure you check out all of the links in the bio where you can listen to her podcast where you can follow her and you too get inspired el mundo is just a small trip hay que ponerle en acción and we can be travelers too if that's what you desire so thank you so much <laughs>